Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. After one of the greatest games in recent memory, the MLB returns to the place where dreams come true. Relive the magic when the Reds take on the Cubs for one game in heaven, one game at the Field of Dreams, August 11th on Fox. Just before yesterday's MLB trade deadline expired, the Padres won the Juan Soto sweepstakes. San Diego acquiring the 23-year-old all-star outfielder as they gear up for a potential playoff surge. That big move got us thinking about how does it stack up across all of sports? Shannon, you can go anywhere you want with this one. What's the biggest trade in sports history? Well, Skip, look, I, we, we all know about the Bay Ruth from Boston to uh, to the Yankees. Yeah, and they, built a, a, they bought him. Yeah. They sold him. They were really trading with yeah. him. But for me, and I, and I went back and forth with this because I played with a guy that was in a blockbuster trade, John Elway, yes, in 83 from the uh, Baltimore Colts yep. um, when they were in Baltimore then to the Broncos. But, Skip, it's got to be the Herschel Walker because the Cowboys were awful. They hadn't made the playoffs since 1982. And, and Herschel was the only player that they had of, of importance. He was, you know, uh, um, arguably the best running back at the time in football. And Jimmy's like, I got the, one of the best backs in football, but we're not going anywhere. And he found a sucker. I mean, it, it's something about Minnesota. Is it something in the water of those 10,000 lakes that they keep getting suckered in these trade skills? Because the Timberwolves just got a sucker for Rudy Gobert. And back then, I think Lynn was the general manager. If I'm not mistaken, Mike Lynn. Mike Lynn. Yeah. I think he was the general manager, Skip. He was. Jimmy traded Herschel Walker. They got five players and six draft picks. The draft picks turned out to be Emmitt Smith, Russell Maryland, Kevin Smith, Darren Woodson. Emmitt Smith became the all-time lead rusher and one of the 100 greatest players in NFL history. Darren Woodson was a four-time Pro Bowl. He belongs in your Hall of Fame. Yes. Yes. And, excuse me, the all-time leading tackler, Russell Maryland was a Pro Bowler. Mm -hmm. And Herschel basically played two and a half years in Minnesota, had one more thousand-yard season, and then became a journeyman, bounced around Philly, the Giants. He ended up coming, coming back to Dallas. But... This was the trade that put the Cowboys back on the map and put them back as being America's team. Because, Skip, I'm not so sure from that lull when they, it seemed like it ended in, with the catch. It seemed like it ended there. I, I told you, <laughs> one dynasty was born and one was starting to crumble yes. with that catch. And then once that trade happened, yep. the Cowboys became a dynasty again, yep. and they haven't looked back. So for me, it, uh, I'm going to go Herschel Walker, although I do believe John Elway is a close second. Okay, I hear you about Herschel. I'll get to that in a moment because I was right in the middle of that. I was in Dallas in those days. But 
I got to hark back and go old school NBA here with two deals. The, the Kareem deal, where, where the Lakers get who became the all-time leading NBA scorer, whose record is about to be broken by your man, LeBron James. He was the best player in the 70s, and they got him. They, they got him for Junior Bridgman and Dave Myers and Elmore Smith and Brian Winters, and all those guys, are they're all nice players, but, but they ain't no Kareem. No. And, and the, the Lakers got Walt Wesley and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right. and it's just highway robbery, man, yes. because it's all-time, all-time. Then I'm going to go you one better because of the passing of now the late great Mr. Russell, Bill Russell. Okay. Remember, he was a trade. He, he got drafted by the then St. Louis Hawks, who mm-hmm. become the Atlanta Hawks, yeah. obviously. But how does history change if they hang on? Because they had him. They drafted him second overall. And a guy named Cy Green went to Rochester, number one. It was a bad idea. But <laughs> this, this is Bill Russell we're right. talking about, the all-time greatest winner in the history of sports. Right. And all of a sudden, because Ed McCauley was Boston center, and he was, he was pretty good. Right. He was a six-time All-Star and had made five All-Star teams for the Celtics. So he was pretty good, right. but he was no Bill Russell. Right. But he was from St. Louis and wanted to play in St. Louis. Right. So it was Ed McCauley, and they said, well, you got to throw in – Cliff Hagen, who had been doing a military stint, and Red Auerbach's like, I don't know, Cliff Hagen's really good. But he, he threw in Cliff Hagen, who then made six all-star teams in St. Louis right. and is in the Hall of Fame. Right. Right. So you, you, the, the point is, I don't care who you threw in, it's Bill <laughs> Russell. Yeah. And Boston got him via trade. Right. Okay? So it's kind of the reverse of uh, Babe Ruth, right? right. It, Yes. You got Bill Russell for that? Mm-hmm. I, I don't care who it is. Ed McCalling, Cliff Hagen. Okay, so that's that's pretty great. That's I got to say, yeah. that's way up there. Okay, now back to Herschel. So Mike Lynn calls our friend John Wooten, who's then sort of at the acting GM of the Cowboys, and says, hey, I, I really want Herschel. Well, what would you give us? And he starts rattling off like he's he's going to give you everything. Right. He's going to give you their the sun, the moon, their future. But but what, what was even crazier they got five players who were all decent players, right. Jesse Solomon and I Colt and Darren Nelson and others. But you can keep any one of them that you want. If you want them, you can have them. Right. And so they got to try out the players or send them back. Right. But they came to play for Dallas. Remember, Dallas missed on a couple of those picks, but it didn't matter because they got so many draft picks yeah. that they used the first one to go from 21 in the first round up to 17 because Jimmy says Emmett Smith is falling. <laughs> well, Jimmy knew Emmett because he had had to coach against right. him when Emmett was at the University of Florida, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and he's saying he's just he's just too good. Right. What's it? Well, he ran four six at the, at the combine, right? Okay, or at his pro at his pro day. Yeah, because back then they juniors, have, yeah. yeah, the juniors that was right. really the first year the juniors started coming out was my year, 1990. Okay. Four six forty. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? With a football under his arm, he looked like he's about four. He still he still ran four six with a football. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they steal him, all time leading rusher, and and again, Russell Maryland was he was a good player. Right. He did make a Pro Bowl, and right. I got you. But they took him number one overall right. because he agreed to take the, like seventh or eighth money. Right. If you'll take me and give me the distinction of being number one overall pick. Okay. Yeah. Kevin Smith became a, like a starter at corner. Mm-hmm. He, he was very good right. for, for eight years. Okay, that works. And you mentioned Darren Woodson, and they also got Clayton Holmes in the third round, who became like a nickel corner right. for them for three years. He was pretty good. Right. Well, you, you're just this is all for a Herschel Walker 
who had already been used up yeah. by the Dallas Cowboys. Well, they do what well, he used him up in the USFL also. Skip, the, because remember, did. the generals, they ran him into the ground. He well, had like 2,300 yards well, rushing and, one year. And so did Paul Hackett as the coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys because right. the, the first two years, the, the, the touches are extraordinary. Yeah. And then the third year, which is the year before this year yeah. that we're in question, he ran at 361 and he caught it 53 times. And in touches, he was only 10 short of the leading in t- touchers. Uh, guess who? Our man Eric Dickerson. Dickerson. So my point was, he was battered. He was on his last legs. He was on his last legs. And and Jimmy's like, yeah. And some of the players that they got skipping, uh, Ike Holt, I remember Ike Holt. He was a, a cornerback out of Alcorn. Yeah. Jesse Solomon, I think, from Florida State. Mm-hmm. Darren Nelson was a returner out of Stanford. He was. He was. Uh, but Ike Holt, was, he, was a very, he was a very good physical corner. Um, I think Jack Del Rio, didn't they ship Jack? They shipped Jack they to, Min- to Minnesota. In that situation, and that was Jack. Like they'll never win, they'll never win another game or a playoff game, and they win the three okay. Super Bowls. Okay, so so at the press conference, Jimmy called it the Great Train Robbery. It was, yeah, bigger okay. a bigger ripoff than the Louisiana Purchase. <laughs> great Train Robbery, and it was a high skill. <laughs> I, I know, but but trust me on this. Most of the Dallas media, and the the majority of the fans did not love this because Herschel was all they had. All they had, yeah. And I remember the lead to my column was good trade could be great if they could hit on the picks. Right. Well, I, I was willing to go to good because Herschel was godlike in Dallas. Yeah. But the irony was I had many battles with him, but I just had a very public battle on his local cable show on the Friday night before we had gone at it over a bunch of stuff about Herschel questioning some some of his uh, his workouts, yeah. you know, like he was doing a thousand, thousand push-ups yeah. and a thousand sit-ups yeah. a day, and his teammates were telling me, baloney, baloney. yeah, baloney. Well, there's a story about a guy hit one of his teammates at the Giants' uh, locker room in the Giants. He was in training camp and said uh, Herschel was in the bed, and the guy just kept looking at him. And uh, say after like 30 minutes, Herschel asked, like, man, why you keep staring at me? He said, I'm waiting to see you do them thousand push-ups. <laughs> wow. Hey, I heard him that, you know, you do a thousand push-ups, thousand sit-ups. Nobody can confirm that they okay. actually saw him do that. Well, Herschel can't exaggerate, as we've seen we, we, of late. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay. But at that point, it was stunning that the Dallas Cowboys would give up their only gate attraction yes. because they were horrible. They were horrible. They were bad. But they did have Troy Aikman, and they had Steve Walsh, but they had Troy Aikman, and they and had Michael, they had Michael who was Michael re- rehabbing his knee. Right. He blowing just, it completely right. out. He just came in 88. So, And all of a sudden... You draft Emmitt Smith. And well, when you won, him. once you got Emmitt, you had won. And no matter what else happens after that, Darren Woodson became a four-time All-Pro. Yeah, if, if you just traded straight up Herschel <laughs> Walker for Emmitt Smith, it you would won. be thank you very much. Yes, because yes. right? Emmitt was what, an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP, uh, all-time leading rusher. But, Skip, you parlayed that and you look what they became. In six years after that trade, they had won three Super Bowls. So, and, and obviously, I believe they should have won five in a row. Oh, had, had, there's no question. It would have been very difficult for someone to beat them if they'd have had Jimmy. Yeah. Because Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy kept their feet to the fry. Jimmy trimmed the fat. You were not going to get lazy. You were not going to get fat. You were not going to uh, rejoice on Jimmy's watch. Mm-mm. That nope. wasn't going to happen. And you got to skip. Think about it. When, when Emmett... Emmett's a year younger than I am, but we came out in the same draft. You got to think about it. When they won that last Super Bowl, Emmett was 26. Troy was like 27, 27. Mike was like 28. True. They had won three Super Bowls, and all of their key guys are under the age of 30. Agreed. I was in the middle of it. I wrote books about it. It was a stunner, but 
they definitely would have won in 94. Four, yeah. And I think they would have won in 96. But thanks to the great train, Robert. No, thanks to I bet Jerry. I bet Jerry had to do it over again. I bet he left Jimmy alone. Like, just could skip. You look. You don't think there's been some time, trying times between Coach Belichick and Mr. Kraft? But he wasn't willing to blow it up. It took him 20 years for him to say, you know what, Bill? I'm going to let you do what you want to do with Tom and move on. But Skip, he got six of them. He got six in nine trips. It's easy to say that now, but Jimmy was pretty hard on Jerry. Are you, you, I, I think, you, I, you don't think, Mr. Probably deservedly so. But, you don't but, think Coach Belichick is hard to deal I with? Know, <laughs> I know. I, I got it. But you're right. In the big picture... If Jerry had just swallowed some of his pride. But he wanted he, he, Skip, but Miss, a lot of times the guys don't even, I mean, the owners normally don't want to be the face of the franchise. Well, Jimmy, no. Jerry always wanted to be the fair face of the franchise. Even when he had Troy Emmett, Michael, Jimmy, he wanted to be the face of it. Well, he was the acting general manager, <laughs> and he did pull off a couple of deals that were instrumental to this. So, Charles Haley. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Kraft said, you know, I'm just going to keep, you know, adding these, uh, these 80 trophies to my locker. Yep. Now he got six, about to get with an MJ. He ain't going to get a dish with Russ. And Russ, we trust. Uh, yeah, you don't trust. Yo, uh, Guys, Russell Wilson. Shout out oh, to Jerry Jones. Okay. He popped over and was the closing speaker at our recent NFL on Fox Ooh. seminar. Greatly enjoyed his walk down memory lane <laughs> as I just did yours. No mercy. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. Whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this. Crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew. Ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. 
Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. Let's debate who are the real goats. Yesterday, players were voted as the greatest ever at their positions. Jim Brown listed as the GOAT running back, while it's Jerry Rice beating out Randy Moss as the GOAT wide receiver. And then, of course, you got quarterback. Who would have guessed Tom Brady named the GOAT of his position? All right, let's rule out signal callers. Shannon, weigh in here. Who's the greatest non-quarterback in NFL history? Skip, this is tough for me because I saw both of these guys I know them both, and I go back and forth between Jerry Rice and Lawrence Taylor. Yep. But I gotta, I'm forced to pick. I'm going to take Jerry mm. because Jerry, the level of greatness that he was able to, to sustain for 20 seasons, he's 5,000 yards, receiving yards, over the next closest, which is Larry Fitzgerald. He's 41 more touchdowns over the next closest, which is Randy Moss. He's 100 more catches over Larry Fitzgerald. 13 Pro Bowls, 10 first-team All-Pros, two offensive players a year, three Super Bowl wins, uh, uh, Super Bowl MVP. At the age of 40, Jerry Rice had 1,200 yards and went to the Pro Bowl. At the age of 40, it's no question. I mean, I don't know whatever what a debate was as far as who was the GOAT receiver. That should have been open and shut like many, many years ago. There is no debate. It's just like who's the greatest outside linebacker or edge rusher, whatever you want to call it. It's LT and it's not even close. So I don't even what, what some things we shouldn't have to debate. But for me, Skip, I'm gonna say Jay, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna take Jerry slightly over LT. But if someone said, "Man, hey, LT is, is the best," I won't I won't even fight him. But I had to pick one. I couldn't say one A and one B. I took Jerry. Okay, I, I'm not gonna fight you on either one of them <laughs> because I love both of them. But ESPN did call Jim Brown, did choose Jim Brown as the greatest running back ever. And I wholeheartedly agree with that choice, in part because I'm old enough, I actually got to see this man carry the ball in the era when everybody carried the ball. That's what they did. Jim Brown, to me, was the greatest non-quarterback because he dominated in ways, and, and I get Jerry's numbers, but... Listen, I I watch games in which they could not get that man on the ground. He was just, he he was bigger, stronger, faster than anybody. Right. And he played only nine years, and he led the league in rushing eight of those nine. He had uh, three MVPs. He led the league in touchdowns. They won the MVP as a rookie. Yeah, he did. And they won the championship because of him. He just dominated the league, and Cleveland beat Baltimore, and there's no Super Bowl yet, but he won the NFL championship game, and it was 27 to nothing. He went for 114 yards. He he dominated in ways even Jerry and LT couldn't dominate 
because he was their whole offense. Yeah. He was the whole show. But I think the thing is, Skip, when you look at it, he was as big as a lot of the defense and offensive linemen. He was. If you look at Jerry, Jerry didn't have Tyreek Hill speed. No. He didn't have Calvin Johnson. I, I still Johnson's. don't really get And I covered him, and I don't know how he did it. Because he didn't have Calvin Johnson's he, he, physical he, gifts. He never made a catch look spectacular because he made everything look like business <laughs> like was, as usual, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? He always was in the perfect place at the perfect time, yeah. making the easy catch, he made, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, you don't see a whole lot of Jerry laying out. There's you don't no see a lot of uh, uh, over-the-shoulder, one-hand catches like that. You're right. He was always – he was very – he was very technical. He could run the tree. He was tremendous run after catch. Everybody wanted it now. Everybody makes you – and I remember when Mike first got to Denver coming from – and he made everybody. We had to catch a pass no matter how short the pass was and finish 40 yards. Okay. And I'm like, what the hell? That's what Jerry did. He did. And so now in the West Coast – I mean, he did get to play for Walsh with Joe and Steve. Steve. Okay. And then he went and got 1,200 yards with Rich Gannon. Okay. I, I got but, like I said, it, it's for as far as GOAT receivers – I mean, it's not even, it's not even, it's not even, it's not even close, Skip. Nobody, nobody's going to, no receiver has an, a resume as impressive not as Jerry. statistically. No. I mean, that's, he, he buried the field. Ten first team all pros. They look scared. I mean, they a whole lot of guys that say, I've been a ten time. Yeah. And I covered the Raiders when he was there late. Yeah. He, he was still. He was still putting up big numbers. Yeah. But LT, we don't do LT justice. You just got to go back and just watch his highlight clip to get a sense of just how great that man was. Yeah, way better than Aaron Donald. But that's oh, uh, Aaron, he the gold D tackle. Did you know that? The gold D tackle, still playing. Jump in, guys. We got to leave this one here. I know you could talk about it all morning long, but we're out of time. Oh, mercy.